I didn't notice it at first. I was working out so hard. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. All right. Um, this is episode 401 Jesus. of Star Trek Dork Trek. That's us. That's what we do. We do a podcast called Dork Trek every week. This is episode 401. Hello and welcome. Uh, this week we're reviewing. What's the name of the episode we're reviewing? Voyager Twisted. episode. That's right. Twisted. Twisted. Such a, like my t- late. It's such a late '90s kind of word. Twisted. Yeah. Don't get it twisted, son. Like they probably um, heard a Limp Biscuit song or something. Or something. No, this was way before Limp Biscuit. Ah, yeah. Limp Biscuit was when we were in high school. That's right. You live in Florida. Well, we were in high school at different points, Dennis. I'm 43. I'm 44. No, Limp Biscuit wasn't that early. Hang on. And I never I can't believe I'm googling Limp Biscuit. I am, but I'm spelling, but I'm spelling biscuit properly. <laughs> That's just because I'm a dickhead. Um, they were ninety. When was their first three dollar bill? Y'all was ninety seven. No way. Yeah. I swear they were on MTV oh when I was in high school. Nah, that was much later, friend. That's when they did the the faith thing. No, and that was yeah. So that was their f- the yeah. That was ninety seven, bro. Yeah, bro. Huh. And this episode was like mid nineties. Yeah, this was like ninety five. So this was two years before Limp Biscuit. Star Trek always the innovator. Yeah, but was this before the rap group Twista Twisted? Remember the isn't aren't there isn't there a rap group called Twisted that's with um, ICP? Oh, I don't know. I'm not up on my ICP knowledge. Yeah. There's Twista, who's the fast rapper. There's Twisted, T-W-I-S-T-W-I-Z-T-I-D. Twisted, alongside Insane Clown Posse, Mars, and Blaze Your Dead Homies. Whoa. Dennis, there's some crazy stuff going on at your house. Um, they were they were around at ninety two to ninety six, so that this could have been influenced by Blazia Dead Homies and ICP. I never thought we'd talk about ICP on the show, but here we are. Here well, we Twista are. Twista's uh, first studio album was in nineteen ninety two. I remember Twista, and he was on the uh, Doctor Doolittle soundtrack. I think po- he was with Pope Pimp. That was was he ever on UPN? I don't know. I don't know. Not at the, was was UPN primarily an African American network at this point? Because I know at one point they did go kind of more African American based programming. Oh, I'm not going to say that, Dennis, because I'm not a racist. <laughs> I'm not trying to. Co- I could just say African American. That's all. I'm okay with saying that. Like they had an aud- They tried to go to that audience when Broadcast they did BET. When they did Homeboys in Outer Space. That was a show. Yes, you don't remember Homeboys in Outer Space? No. It was like a real thing. The only thing I watched on UPN was Twilight Zone and uh, this, uh, what do you call this mess? Voyager, yeah. What do you call this mess? You never watched SmackDown? Nope. Wasn't SmackDown? Yeah, SmackDown was on UPN. And Raw was on USA, right? I have never been much of a, ever since WWF days, like when, uh, wrestling came on Saturday mornings. That was the last time I really watched it back when I was a kid. Like Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper and shit like that. I just, I, I'm just not 
into uh, performing arts that much. I don't know. Um, I think this is the homeboys in outer space. The plot centered around two astronauts, Tiberius, Ty Walker, and Morris Clay, who flew around the universe in a winged car nicknamed the Space Hoopty in the 23rd century. The duo's car, which was a cross between a low rider and an 18-wheeler, was piloted by a talking female computer named Laquita. 18 wheels of space justice? Is yes. that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Oh I would watch God. this show. <laughs> well, apparently do. John Lithgow was in it. Of course he was. Why was this a be? prequel to Third Rock from the Sun? I don't know. James Duhon was in it. Scotty. Scotty yes. was in this mess. Yeah. He, had, he had, was like a, a recurring or was he a regular? Whatever. He's on the main cast list. Oh, my Christ. Everybody's got to get paid, Ben. Yeah, you know who else is getting paid? Helen Mirren. Yeah. For this travesty of a bullshit show I watched tonight after Star Trek trying to clean my brain. Well, see, that's the thing, though. Like, you guys are already coming out strong. I didn't think this episode was... I really liked this episode. All right, I don't want to spoil anything, but this was supposed to be the second to the last episode of the first season. Okay. There were like four episodes, like the 37s and a couple of other ones that were supposed to be the, the you know, in season one. And this was the next to the last episode that was supposed to air on season one. And then it got, the, they were called the Holdover Four or something. And they got, UPN wanted them moved to second season. Okay. Okay, fine. Over the summer, because they'd already filmed it and it was already ready to go, um, like Neil Patrick Harris lookalike, I forget what his, Duncan McLeod or yeah. whatever his name I guess. is. He uh, he's made some con appearances. Uh, Garrett Wang made some con appearances, and folks were you know saying stuff, and they didn't expect that this episode would ever be aired. Really? They said it was so bad that that's probably why UPN pushed it back. And really? Probably, it'll probably never see the light of day because it was so bad. I didn't think this episode was that bad. I actually kind of enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I actually really enjoyed it. Really? Okay. Yes. I guess I'm just I'm just over space things that they run into. <laughs> I Dennis, I am too. I will agree with you that I am over space things that just happen randomly. And the end is dumb. It was love that solved everything. <laughs> um, I didn't think the end was dumb. Oh, we have uh, you know, what do they say? 20 million gigaquads of data in yeah. the computer. Yes. The part that I didn't like about the ending was how everyone was kind of having moments with each other because they knew they were going to die. I felt it was goofy. Yeah. Uh, and I will say that this episode is, this episode has the dumbest utterance of any Star Trek character so far that we've ever encountered. And I don't know if it'll ever be beaten when Wang... Garrett Wang is his the actor's name, right? Yeah. Yeah. When when I forgot his, it's weird because I forgot his actual Harry, Harry Kim. Harry Kim. I remember. It's weird because I remember the actor's name, but I Harry, forgot. Just call him Harry Wang. No, I feel like Rodney Dangerfield. Hey Wang, what's with the pictures? It's a parking lot. Like, I just literally turned into Rodney Dangerfield. Hey Wang, what's with the pictures? It's an anomaly. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened there. That was so weird. Uh, when Harry Kim leaves the bridge for the first time and he runs into the male pattern ball in the sky. And the guy oh. says, 
I got really hot in there, but I was working out so hard I didn't feel it. <laughs> it was the best. I was like, this is the weirdest flex. This is the same workout guy, right? Yes. It's so ridiculous. Like I was I was watching the episode downstairs with my wife while she was working, and we both just burst out into laughter as he said it. I didn't hear you because I was working out so hard. <laughs> it was so fucking stupid. I want to find it just so we all can listen to it. I, I, that was one of the things I made a note of in, in the uh, notes this week. Dude. I would, I would give every future episode of Voyager a 10 if we can just see this guy work out one time. <laughs> I think this might actually be his last appearance. Oh, I hope I'm, not. I'm sorry, but this was the most wooden dialogue it was awful. That was the dumbest line I've ever heard uttered on Star Trek. But just the exchange ever. between him and Kim. I mean, it was like a dragnet episode all of a sudden. So which way are you going, Ensign? I'm heading to the gym again. Oh, that was good. I think I'll go there too. Oh, I didn't hear you the last time because I was working out so hard. It was so awesome. Trying try to overdo it. Here, hang on. I'm going to get not, it. It's not as wooden at 1.5 speed. Here, hang on. It's pretty it is, pretty snappy and witty. All right, here we go. Ready? Here it is. Can you guys hear it? Probably not. No. Can you hear it? No. Damn it. Oh, we did to, it one time where you could. You have to share the audio, too. Let's see here. I should know how to do this, but I don't. Audio. I don't want to mute. Audio settings. Uh, audio. I lost Bob. Where did this go? Audio. You can't see me. Audio. 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 Where did it go? Uh, uh, audio. Let's... Uh, here, hang on. Let me stop screen share. Okay, so go to screen share, right? Is it in the advanced setting options? Only host multiple participants. Screen share. Optimize. Uh, share sound. There it is. It, they always... Have, we need to talk... Oh. Here we go. Ready? Got several systems. Maybe that explains why the gym got so Cold? Cold. I didn't notice it at first. I was working out so hard. Then I realized it was under 10 degrees C. The environmental controls didn't respond to my commands, and neither did the comms. It's so stupid. And why did he say it was under 10 degrees C? I mean, I get it. It's Here, hang on. Cold. I didn't notice it at first. I was working out so hard. Then I realized it's so, it was under- it's so dumb. I didn't notice it at first. I was working out so hard. It's, it's, it is honestly... The dumbest line I've ever heard uttered in any Star Trek episode ever. I, this is it. Like this, nothing will ever top this moment. In I poor dialogue. him until he said that. I was like, "Oh, his workout guy." <laughs> I'm not going to be pissed. I kept waiting. Working out hard. Yeah, especially working out in ten degrees C. But no, it was. <sighs> I was working out so hard. <laughs> I've got, uh, and the cool part has been, hang on, he doesn't look like he works out. Like he's not built or stocky or anything. Like yeah. he's just. Well, I was he's known di- as the the ship's liar. Yeah. No, I think he's more like uh, Ross, who took karate. You know, he's that guy. He's like, well, I do work out. And he goes to the gym and he he works out, but it's just like, well, do you know how to use the equipment? Or he's like like Kramer when Kramer is in the kids' karate class. Yeah, I picture him more as like one of those guys like, you know, I don't really lift a lot of weights. I lift a, a small number, but I do a lot of reps because I'm trying to get toned. You know, he's that guy. He's I'm not looking to add some bulk. I want to I want to tone up a little. So I'm just and he's kind of got a self-important attitude because yeah. he's like, well, I'll try to round up my security team. 
It's like so. It's it's your team. You're like a security chief now. Does Tuvok know that? Yeah, so it was your security team. Okay. But okay, so what happens is they're having they all work out really hard together. There, yeah, they do. Uh, it's real. It was, it was hilarious. We're gym buddies. It was hilarious. So they're having a party for Kess. Yep. In the Surprise holiday. Party. She's two. Yes. And that's the first note. Must she's be getting a little old for Neelix because she's, she's two. She's two. They grow up so fast. She's two. two. She went from uh, lollipops to whatever the song is. Um, but yeah, so she's 16 now, I guess, or however old she is. I don't know. I don't care. Is um, she pubescent yet? I don't know. But she's two. They're having a party for her. Um, Surprise party. The, the party's fun because Paris is just Mr. Steal Your Girl. Like, he is just Mr. Steal Your Girl. Like, right in front of you, son. Paris has no respect for you, Neelix. None. Can- can we do the, 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 the meme thing where we have the picture of Neelix and the picture of Paris? <laughs> Dennis. Have, you know, me and the guy they tell you not to worry about. <laughs> I was thinking more of like, you know, Cass Cass looking, around looking over, over shoulder. her shoulder and Neelix looking at her and <gasps> Paris. Just, that's what I want. Somebody get on that Photoshop. Dennis, I know you're real busy now at work because you got like a real job and stuff, right? I don't have access to my Photoshop at work. Okay, well then maybe this could be a post this work. Is, this is an intriguing enough assignment. <laughs> I, I mean, just take it on myself. He is Mister Steal Your Girl, right? Mister right. Steal Your Girl. I mean, he's killing him. He's killing him. And Paris is like, "Yeah, I got you something. That's uh, a little locket." Uh, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I put my picture in there, <laughs> just as a placeholder until you can yeah. put somebody else's. You know. Yeah, you know. I didn't have a picture of Neelix, but I did have that picture of you. So I put you in there too. Yeah. You know. Actually, it's the picture of uh, the workout guy, <laughs> like working out really hard. It, Walter Baxter is the guy's name. Walter Baxter. Yeah. But yeah, um, I thought that part was really fun. But I, uh, I don't. I, I again, I'm not going to go back on it. I really enjoyed this episode. I really did. I did. I know it's stupid, but like while the party is happening. Um, uh, Terry Kim is trying to leave the bridge because he wants to go to the party, but before he can, there's like a weird anomaly out there in space. That's he, co- he is just so annoying. Yes, he is. Like the hey, uh, Tuvok, I uh, I finished all the stupid scans I'm supposed to do, and I cleaned up my console, and uh, and I, I and I finished the job you wanted. I finished my dinner. I finished the plate. Look, the plate's yeah. clean. I even ate all the vegetables. <laughs> Took the dog out. Did my math homework. <laughs> That's racist. He's so immature. For- Why? It's, I was doing it as a school kid, not as a Asian fellow. That's not racist. I just said math homework. You can't say math homework when you're talking about an Asian person. Like that's. Well, what was the uh, guy? Really? Was- <laughs> like the I, guy- don't- <laughs> I didn't. I. No, the guy that ran for president wasn't his name Wang, and didn't he have a? No, his uh, name was Andrew Yang, bro. Yang, and he had his math racist. That's racist. That's yeah. (laughs) They all look the same. Wasn't he Wang or something? (laughs) I don't know some Ang name. But any Airbenders. But I'm just saying, I real I really like the episode. I, I you guys aren't going to talk me out of it. I really enjoyed I, I it. I did appreciate when it started singing the Manamana song when Tuvok tried to call down to uh, the holodeck. Part of me was hoping it would turn Manamana, into a, Manamana, it would turn Manamana. into a Muppets episode at that yeah. point. Like they would all just turn into Muppets. Like that would have been pretty cool. There is an episode. Was that song of Angel in that, that episode? 
No, no, but they said, but he no. said, there's a phenomenon, 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 oh, okay. and then it starts to trail off. And then I was sitting on Sorry. the couch, and it's, Ben, it's been at least two weeks since I seen this episode. Ben, so you must have, you must have did the same thing I did because I went, no, 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 phenomenon. I did the exact same phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then okay, this is the question I want to put up on the poll. Mm-hmm. Um, what did Cass wish for? Freedom. I would say, I, I agree. I said Neelix's death. <laughs> I like how you, I said freedom. You said, yeah, that's the same thing. I mean, it's, it's, the same, it's the same thing, right? Like when you put thing. it on the poll, put freedom slash Neelix's death. <laughs> and then there won't be another option. So <laughs> my problem with two box <clears throat> command style in Star Trek II Rathacon, the one of the quickest things that Spock, when they were doing the Battle of the Matara Nebula, Spock figured out that Khan was fighting and thinking two-dimensionally. And so then they started doing the up and down to beat him, right? Mm-hmm. That way they could sneak up behind him. If there's a thing in front of you, and then it surrounds you by going behind you, and everyone refers to it as a ring, why not go above and over it it's 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 coming in front of you makes sense and then it went around you but you're in space so and space just, is infinite so why not just go up yeah or you know for the for the listeners i'm making hand gestures that replicate a little ship in a ring going up over the ring yeah, I can see that. You can't do it because they were there was a particular star that they were aiming for, and if they okay. do that, then they're going to lose it. Are you? Are you? There's no I, there's no reliable star charts of the uh, Delta Quadrant. That, that, I think you could just just up and over. Just wing it. Just up and over, and you'll get back on track. I think um, to uh, my whole thing with Tuvok at that point was he's barking orders about what to do when Janeway's back on her way to the bridge. Like, shouldn't yeah. you, shouldn't you hold Wait, off for a couple hold minutes? Hold off on drastic shit. Yeah. To the that's, that's, that's what I, that's exactly what I said to Stephanie. I was like, shouldn't he just wait until she comes back to make the real hard decisions here? That wouldn't be logical. Yeah. As soon as I what saw it? the cloud though, my first thought was, okay, there's some kind of weird anomaly in space. Yes. I bet it, I bet it breaks the holodeck. But it didn't. It didn't. So I was pleasantly surprised. The holodeck was the only place that was safe. It just yeah. made that French lady hornier. Yeah. She's like it, a, she's a holodeck Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> and was anybody else kind of disgusted by the whole birthday cake thing? Well, why? Because it had two candles on it? No, because, she, well, that, but because she blew them out. Like, I'm sitting there just like, oh, my God, there's all that spit on the cake now. No, I, I mean, I, that's the way it's always been. I'm not going to change my opinion that's the way about Paris it now. likes it. He's yeah. Like, yeah, spit on that. And the other thing, though, it's in the, the spit icing. Spit on it and blow it. Yeah, that's. It didn't <laughs> have icing. It, it had fondant or yeah. whatever that shit's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, fucking really. hate it. Yeah, I'm not a big right. fan of fondant. It, it's like, oh, look, I put some Play-Doh on your cake. It's like, fuck off. Don't eat the fondant. And then Neelix automatically goes into psychopath mode because he's just... That's a nice gift, huh? He wrapped it very well. 
Like Neelix is a crazy person. Like he's yeah. just a bona fide lunatic. He, he's just on the edge. Like any moment now, he's going to kill. They're going to go downstairs and go, "Hey, these uh, spare ribs are really good." But where did we get beef? <laughs> oh, it's short pork. What? 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 Long pork or what? What? We have pigs now. I don't understand, man. Like, how do you know where his quarters are? How do you know where their quarters are? How that do you know a- where? His quarters are. It's like Neelix. Come on. I'm not saying that he's like overly jealous, but I did start to wonder when she's like, no, no, no. He's on deck seven and she's on deck three and he's on deck four. He's like, it's just, she she is like, for all intents and purposes, the nurse on the ship. Yeah. You got to know where everybody's apartment is. She might've made a house call once or twice. Like when people work out too hard. Yeah. But I mean, like, I think, but Neelix has two settings on this show, annoying and jealous. And that's it. Like, those are his, and it's just, it was, he was cranked up to. Neither one are fun. No, no, it's not like he's just badgering this poor girl about like, how do you know where all their quarters are? And she's even like, come on, Neelix, give it a break. Like, we got real problems here. Like, we've been walking, we're lost. Like, we have no idea where we are. We're being crushed by this anomaly in space. And you're worried about why I know where. Like, you're right. We do have problems. You don't love me anymore. Yeah, it's just like, dude, he just is this constant handholding. And it's just so frustrating. But with all these issues, for some reason, I really liked this episode. And I don't know why. Constantly, you're giving the, in spite of what I've watched, I really liked it. I liked the idea towards the end of the episode that they were in peril. Like, granted, I knew everything was going to be okay. But I, this was the first time in a long time where I've watched this. Maybe it's because I was rooting for all them to die. I don't know. But... It's the first time in a long time that I've actually felt like, wow, this this might not like this isn't working. Like nothing they are doing yeah. is working, and I really enjoyed that part of it. They couldn't they, trek the trek to get their way out of it. Yeah, they, there is no amount of techno babble they could come up with to get out of this one. Which finally, you know, yeah, there are 178 episodes of TNG. There's 175 episodes of Deep Space Nine. There's like 69 episodes, isn't it? Like 69. Of TOS? 79. 79 episodes of TOS. Technically 80, but 79. Where they they always figure out the situation. And this one, it's like, we got nothing. Like, we can't beat this thing. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Like, I really really liked the imposing sense of doom. I mean, I kind of got annoyed, though, that, like, when they're first getting lost... And everywhere, you know, every time Janeway's on the bridge or on the elevator and they're trying to get to the different places. And when they finally get to engineering and they're like, oh, this is engineering. It's not the bridge. Okay. Engineering is more useful than hallways and mess decks. Yeah. Just stay elevators. Yeah. Stay in engineering. You can control the ship from engineering if you have to. Yeah. You know, do be useful there. But nope, let's go keep getting lost. And, uh, my favorite though is when when Bolana walks into you know the uh, mess deck or whatever. This is <laughs> not engineering. Yeah, and the person standing there's like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, that was that part okay. was fun, and I like the part where Bolana opened that and the hot Asian guy was just in his underpants. Like, was oh. he hot? Yeah, I'm just he had muscles and stuff. He looks like he worked out more than the other guy. Yeah. He definitely works out more than back. That's why he was taking a shower. Yeah, he was like, mm, "I gotta wash these muscles." 
But it's weird that nobody else on the sh- I guess we only saw the seven characters, but like the people that were just in the mess hall Asian were like, muscles. they were just eating. They're like, yeah, everything's fine. We're eating. It's like, nope, we're, we're blowing all of our replicator uh, rations. Something horrible is happening. But I realized. But like I said, there was just something about the episode that I just really enjoyed. I liked, I thought like the whimsical nature of them just kind of walking around the ship and getting lost was fun. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I kind of turned my brain off after a while. I was like, I'm just going to go for the ride on this one. See, I went the other way though, because after they had the note I have, and I may have missed something when they had that little ad hoc meeting, they pushed all the tables together mm-hmm. in, uh, in the, in the cafe on the holodeck. The note says, I've already lost interest and I have no clue what was said at this ad hoc meeting in the holodeck. Like, I'm just like, I blanked out at that point. I'm literally, I take the notes and I help stay engaged. <laughs> That's what I'm just like, what? what? Now, they're, now they're in the hallway. I think the acting that Beltrain did in the hallway with Neelix may have been some of the best acting he did. It was definitely some of the best acting in this episode. Yeah. Um, but then it's just like, I don't know. It's that I'm like, maybe I should just read the Wikipedia article and, and just pretend like I watched the episode and nobody will notice. I'm glad that I watched it. I really liked it. Like I, there's just something about the episode that I really enjoyed. I thought it was cool. Dennis is not impressed. Ben either. I'm, I'm alone on this one. <laughs> You but are, man. I mean, it hurt me so bad. I don't even want to talk about soccer at this point. <laughs> I mean, not even a good episode of, of uh, Law and Order. Law and Order could break me. I literally watched an episode of uh, of uh, Love, Death, and Robots as soon as the episode ended. Since I had Netflix open, I usually love that show, but it was an anim- a CGI, and the CGI was one of those uncanny valley. <laughs> Polar Express type things. Oh and yeah, those are like, yeah. oh fuck. There no. was, and then I went to Helen Mirren. I mean, it was just this whole evening is shot because of this episode. I'm sorry. I really like I, I gotta tell you, if you wanna if you want to turn it around, mm-hmm. watch season two of I Think You Should Leave on Netflix. The first episode, I was in tears laughing at this fucking show. It is so funny. I'm gonna give it a try. Now, Dennis, you might remember Classic Who enough, or maybe not. Wasn't there an episode of Doctor Who where the TARDIS was disappearing from inside or shrinking or something? And like people were lost in the hallways and all the companions were doing pretty much the same thing as this episode. And you kept coming back to Um, the starting point or something. Yeah, but I think they were, uh, weren't they doing that on purpose to hide because like. uh, It was a Tom Baker episode, wasn't it? Like the Sontarans were chasing him, I think very well could be like the Santarans were in the TARDIS and they like kept walking by the pool yes I remember the pool that I think it very yeah. much could. is a Sarah Jane uh she was the companion mm-hmm. okay yeah, yeah. I, so I wasn't losing my mind I just I was like I this feels familiar every time they would get lost and show up at the same place again I'm like I I, I felt this this before and I just yeah it's tropey I didn't I mind it. Like, I just didn't. I don't know what it is. There's a newspaper article here from some newspaper somewhere on, on the Wikipedia page. The New York Times special features by Ian Spelling saying this is the worst Star Trek episode ever. It's that not. It's, 
I don't even think well, this is Voyager. It says the up, up till this point, Voyager. Hopefully, Twisted was uh, was Voyager's blah blah blah. Hopefully, this was Spock's brain. It was silly, rushed, and basically incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. Do you really need to ask about the worst Voyager? Twisted was supposedly so bad that several of the actors even said that it might not air. I didn't think this episode. I've I can tell you right off the top of my head, I've watched worst Voyager episodes than this. Yeah. Like, what makes the thing I'm this is what I don't understand about it. What makes this one so bad? Like, I like the idea of them kind of being stuck in this weird kind of anomaly that's that's crushing the ship and kind of messing up the the location of everything. And the ship is changing the way it is. There's no patterns to it. There's no logical explanation to it. I love the fact that they couldn't figure it out. Like to me, oh, that's that fine. that's brilliant. No, for storytelling, that yeah, I can get behind that, but it's just like, as soon as we see this, it's like, oh great, here's another fucking anomaly. Yes, I agree with you there. That's in my and notes. I, and I was just, I was downhill from. It's like, oh my, god. oh, and it's a holodeck. Oh great, I oh, said that and too. And it's. Did you read the rest of this article, Bob? No. They they actually go through all the series that were out. Yes, time yeah, yeah, and lists like which were the worst ones. TNG, they said Shades of Grey, and Time oh, yeah. Gyro Part Two. I don't know about Times Arrow Part 2, but absolutely Shades of Grey. And then Spock's brain, of course. Everybody always throws that one up there. Yeah. DS9 life support. I don't remember exactly which one that is. And Q-less. Oh, really? I didn't think the Q episode was that bad. But see, these are just assholes writing letters to the newspaper. So Right. basically like our ratings oh it says okay the life support episode is set in the 24th century deep space nine imperialistic kardashians uh vedic burrell a bajoran clerk is in love with kira who is severely injured oh, robo vedic yeah it's not the worst yeah I, yeah nine. the worst one i thought might have been the one where the planet shows up every now and then every 60 years that one, and yeah that, that one's, one's terrible. pretty bad brigadoon yeah that's the name of it <laughs> that's that's gonna say <laughs> Schmigadoon. That's the name of the the play that it was adapted from, yeah. or the musical. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but um, I, I for me, it's just like people are saying, like, oh, this is the worst episode of Voyager. Really, like, there again, there's episodes this season that have been that worse. Season one finale, I think, is the worst for me. Yeah. yeah, that shit was terrible. Well, see, this would have been what this the thirty set. What was the other two? Shit. Man, my Google is screwed right now. Limp Bizkit, tw- ICP Twisted, Homeboys in Outer Space. The <laughs> FBI is going to be like, what is this guy doing? No, they know you're a writer. There's a special list for writers where it's just like, no, no, no. It's all right, Bob. Yeah. He, it- well, let's check Kickstarter first. See if yeah. <laughs> see if he's begging for money on Kickstarter again. All right, yeah, yeah. Check oh, out. congratulations, by the way. Hey, thank you. Thank you to you guys, too. I appreciate your, your supports. I feel like it's been a while since I supported anything on Kickstarter. And so I'm glad I was able to get in at the last minute on that one. Me too. You and the D&D guy were like, and it's fun that I see the D&D guy's book now getting sold like in regular places. Uh, Matt. Well, no, this is the, uh, no, it's a kid in, in, in Europe. Okay. And he basically made like a little spiral notebook. Oh, that's fun. And it's like all the different, like, oh, here's all the various races. Here's all the various places. Here's a situation here. And you can basically 
oh shit, the guys went off script and I need to come up with backstory. And oh, that's cool. So, okay. And it kind of gives you cheaters to, to like just, a little primer. Yeah. yeah. And you can flip through and put together a quick. St- oh, yeah. It's the merchant and he's from Winterfell and he um, sells this. Yeah, that's cool. I dig yeah. that. Did the, uh, was it Wizards of the Coast? Did they, uh, they're the ones who own the license, right? For D&D. Right. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's an open license. Well, oh, this, really? I mean, he was generic enough that it, it's just, it's a role playing game generator. I mean, you could use it for Pathfinder. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. The Paizo guys will come get Hey, it. I'm going to Paizo. Yeah. Hey, but yeah. Um, it's called yeah. Wizards of the Coast, not Sorcerers of the Coast. I don't hate, I, I, I would like to play that game that I was mentioning, the Star Trek game in d and I think it'd be fun. You guys are Star Trek characters in D&D. That'd be neat. Um, but I don't hate this. I don't Beef hate Beefroff can play. I don't. I don't hate this episode. I just don't. Uh, the other three episodes of the ones that were supposed to be in the last season: projections, elogium, and thirty sevens. So the one where Kess went into puberty. Yes. Was, wasn't that the elogium or whatever? Elogium. elogium. Yeah, that episode was way worse than this one. Yeah. Um, projections was uh, I'm looking at it now projections is the work of blah 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 the Jordy LaForge with um, where um, uh, your boy shows up Reginald Barclay okay that was supposed to be season one and then that, 37s we know with yeah I mean like proje- what, what do we give projections Dennis do you have your, your 5.125 okay that's not bad just an episode yeah just an episode and then in uh, uh, the 37s I thought got a pretty we, good we episode. gave that a 7 that was yeah. not bad that's actually one of the higher rated ones uh, initiations what's initiations uh, the one 5. with point six two five. that's the one with uh, Eisenberg where he plays the other kid uh, and they try to kill him yeah so I mean, like, but I mean, I know we gave last week's episode or the last Egolem or whatever it was called. That got a two. Yeah, that that's the worst episode of Star yeah. Trek I've ever seen. So, on your side, um, there's a guy for uh, Star Trek magazine, uh, Stuart Clark, who's a reviewer, and he actually said that there's some of the most excellent character interactions in this tale especially after Janeway is incapacitated yeah. and Chakotay assumes command. That's what I was going to get to next. I really enjoyed the tension between Chakotay and and Tuvok. Tuvok. Like, they have real beef there. Like, there is some real friction. It kind of, I don't want to say it kind of comes out of left field, but it feels like it does because it's not like a sustained thing. Like, the, you know, I haven't seen them kind of button heads. Yeah. very often it, it does kind of come out of nowhere but i really enjoyed it like they were just like tuvok just i mean he pulls his card he's like i'm in command now this is my thing this is what we're gonna do and then it failed and i was because i was watching was like what's gonna happen now this is great it didn't work and then they have to have that moment of like hey man thanks for taking my thing i know this must have been hard for you because she chose me over you that was like real character building stuff that, that's definitely some character development there that we usually don't get from this. this uh, and I then so. I wish there were more undertones of like friction between those two because Tuvok basically lied to Chakotay for however long he was a member of his crew. As yeah. Maquis like that. He just kind of got over it. 
And yeah. it's like, what? No. He should still be kind of irritated by see, that. See, but I think that's the issue with episodic television that it just goes away. Like it just – because you can't have like, why don't those two guys like each other very much? Because then you got to go back, well, that's because in season four this happened and in season two this happened. and in se- it yeah, just. but I mean they can expositionally like bring it up like, yeah. oh, well, it's, I don't know if I can trust you because you lied to me for yeah. all those months that you were my, my right-hand man on the maquis shift but i like that part of it there i really enjoyed um when when they were kind of all going through their their motions of like they're gonna die like they don't know what's gonna happen and he goes to a spirit animal place and then balana comes over and joins him and like they kind of touch hands i thought that was really cool kind of character building like i was really into that the, but the only the only downside, and I love how you guys too late for me. I love how you guys are just shrugging me off, like, nah, it's not that cool. No, but, if if you know, Bob, I'm glad you liked it. I love you like a brother. <laughs> so if if this brought you joy, it did. Then I I I feel bad if I am doing something to take away any of that joy. Oh, not at all. But or diminish it in some way. Um, but my uh, married condominium did not get joy sparked from this. I feel you. It just... I understand. Yeah. And I'll even go so far as to say, too, I even like the fact that they got all that data from, like, they were just trying to communicate with each other. And I thought that was kind of cool. And, like, there's, now there's all this data on on Voyager, and the Voyager's data was kind of uploaded by this 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 thing this entity if you will the only thing now this is i thought all that stuff was cool okay Mm -hmm. i really did the only bad part about it is we'll never hear about it again no it's like that uh, tng episode where barclay got really smart and they went to this part of the galaxy center of the galaxy been to yeah Yeah. and those those beings like they had a three-day exchange of information and culture yeah that we don't get to see yeah and then they just leave and then don't bring anything up like it it was all filed away in a classified report yeah by top men see this is why you read the books and while i do not encourage anyone to read non-canon star trek because it just confuses you and, and and damages you a little inside um, this was actually readdressed, and um, after the Voyager crew got back to Earth at the end of the series, uh-huh. um, Garrett Wang, uh, now I'm doing it, uh, Harry Kim, I guess, was analyzing the data that was downloaded because there was just so much of it to get. Yeah, that's through. really cool. And we find out that it was actually a cry for help. Now the crew of the Voyager have to use slipstream technology and go back to the Delta Quadrant to save the energy being. That sounds fun. So, you know. Seven they, years later? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, okay, now, because I'm thinking, like, this is a cool... Now they have all this information. Mm-hmm. Like this could have been the second to last episode because now they have all this information about we can get like we know how to get back. Like I want to see them go through this information because I'm thinking yeah. like like the spore data from Voy from from um, uh, Disco Discovery. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah, they have. They should have been throughout the season like trying to decrypt or decipher the language yeah. that they don't understand and, you know, try and 
every now and then come through with little nuggets of things like, oh, did you know we can do this? Or did you know this planet has this kind of mineral that we need or whatever? You know, Is it yeah. kind of like the... Uh, well, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> well, no, I was thinking more like in uh, Star Trek Discovery, not to, to spoil anything, but the... the uh, not the probe data, but the yeah, the, the sphere data. That's what yeah, the sphere data. data. I, yeah, I just yeah. said that. You're really not paying it. Your your heart's not in it tonight. I just, I'm sorry, dude. It's just <laughs> the, it. I felt a little bit of my soul die. Wow. I just you know it, I had actually a pretty good day at work, but I think I've got like a groin injury now from playing golf, and I just from playing golf, working on your fun. stroke. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I don't know, man. Well, we, you know what? Since nobody's really, uh, since I'm the only one kind of waving the flag for this, and we got a lot of shit going on, we could cut this one short. I'm cool with it. Um, I'm sorry, no, it's I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not literally offended. looking at the Wikipedia for this episode. The Wikipedia doesn't give the, you much. the memory alpha, and I'm just like, there's got to be something. And everything I'm I'm seeing, I mean, I now know that, and we discussed it before that the 37s is the last episode was supposed to be the last episode. So the 37s was supposed to come immediately after this. I think that makes sense. Season finale. If this, if the 37s is the season finale of uh, season, season one, one, it ends yeah. on a much better note. That would have been great. But I, like, so this would have happened and then we would have found the pickup truck in space. Yeah. Which so is still maybe I don't, well, yeah, that was dumb. And I mean, some of the stupidest graphics I've ever seen on the Star Trek episode, but it was still, so there, I don't know. Maybe if we watch these in order, I wouldn't hate it as much. Does that make any sense? No, like, I still think you production like, order. Or... Well, in the order that they originally wanted them to air. Yeah, production order. I don't but know. It doesn't really matter, does it? Because it's episodic, anyways. Well, yeah, but it just you kind of build to an ending or something, or maybe your your tolerance is is built up a little different the 37 episode does seem like a natural ending of a season because like okay cool we found all these people do you want to come with us because we can really there's a kind of like in episode cliffhanger like oh who's going to lead the ship yeah who's going to stay on this planet with these humans that would have been a good season one ending but it's the season two if you can learn to bend the rules maybe we can learn to follow them But let's focus on this. Yeah. I really like this. I really like this episode. I was convinced that it was going to be a holodeck episode, like with everybody coming back and stuff. But then Harry Kim starts interacting with people and he wasn't in the original holodeck group. Yeah. So there's like, okay, well, how did that happen? And then like when the captain, when she gets the arm thing, it's like, okay, so what's wrong with her? And the doctor's talking backwards all of a sudden, and she she got crazy eyes. Believe me, it's not perfect. Like, it's not. No, these were the good things that I'm pointing Okay. (laughs) These are the things that actually got me to to look back at the screen and go, wait, what? Granted, with Janeway in that scene, I've seen better acting in porn and movies. When she's like, oh, her eyes are all fluttery. Like, yeah, I get it, lady. Yeah. So I, it's so big. You've never seen it like you, that before. Oh my God. You, I'm, I'm stuck under this couch. Oh my God. What's going to happen? <laughs> when she sat up and screamed, what did you hear? Cause I heard is doggy poo pee toga. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't, yeah. I didn't really pay attention to it's it. It's hard to catch at 1.5 speed. Yeah. No. Uh, at one point I was like, maybe it's going to be one of those weird plot twists and it's Balana's dream. 
Like she's just dreaming on and she, Bolana's gonna be at her station and go, whoo, whoo, whoo. <laughs> That was weird. Hot Asian guy, but <laughs> shower man but yeah I, I, again i i work out guy i i like the episode i think it showed some real uh I, the one the one part where neelix walked away i didn't know i i was nervous for a while because i thought neelix was gonna figure it out and then it would have just went right into the toilet but the, oh fact that he, the fact that he just disappeared and we didn't see him i was like maybe he's gone forever like who knows <laughs> The very next note, Bob, that I have in my notes is, if Neelix saves the day at the last minute, I make with the show. <laughs> my note for that one was, oh, Neelix is gone. Thank God. <laughs> but and I did really enjoy the pack, the, the part two, uh, where they were splitting up into teams. Okay, uh, yeah. you stay here with the doctor. And I even liked how Neelix got jealous about that because he's a hologram, but whatever. Yeah. And like, you go with them, and then Neelix goes, well, I'll go with Chakotay because my so-and-so, and is that okay with you, Chakotay? And he's like, well, fuck, I guess. Like <laughs> The look on Chakotay's Whatever. Fun, yeah. The whole episode, I felt like Chakotay just wanted to be alone. He was like, I'll go this way, Tuvok, and you go that way, and then we'll see what happens. And then he runs, he's like, motherfucker, I can't, I just, I just want to jack off. It's all. It's been six hours. I, I heard need that thing it. can really stretch you out. <laughs> but like, uh, I felt one weird trick to add several inches. I felt. <laughs> I felt real tension at points between the characters on the. Sh- I I just I liked it. You know what? That is true. You know, I will give him credit for some of that stuff. But like, seriously. Another space anomaly. I was just like, I are know, you fucking kidding I me? Know, you know I what know. the data was that they dumped into the computer? Goat porn. Nice. Fart fart porn. Just people farting each other's faces. Ooh, gas <laughs> anomalies. Mm, that we always, have sensors for that. The like fart porn as a as a term always reminds me of Brazilian fart porn. Yes. And that South Park episode. Yes. And Randy just, just like comes all over the place. <laughs> oh my god. It just yeah. That that was the last note I had. Brazilian fart porn? No. <laughs> goat porn. Yeah. If Neelix saves the day, what was the thing? Well, of course it was alive and trying to communicate with you. Jesus fucking Christ, I'm so tired of this shit. All right. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm like, what? Because the, when the captain's like, he was trying to communicate with us. Yeah. A, a lot of this feels like uh, Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You know, like, knowledge was their treasure. Yes. They were trying to communicate with us. I, but, and, and the thing is, that off. that is even such a, a Star Trek trope at this point that, like, yeah. of course it's going to, it doesn't, so it's trying its best. Like, yeah. where, where are. But did they really think when they're like, okay, let's, we need an episode where they are being, somebody's trying to communicate with them, but they can't communicate back. Can we outdo uh, Darmok? Hmm. I bet we can make a space anomaly that's better than Darmok. And then you get I bet we... The trope that really gets me that Voyager kind of really leans into, and I think we'll see it more going forward. If you try that, it might blow up the ship. You have to be very precise. But not if I can precisely. Yeah. If I can precisely do it, yeah. we'll be fine. Yeah. So really, you're that good? There's a difference every between week. precision and accuracy. Yeah. Like yeah. precision means you can do it the same every time. Like, yeah. you can do it wrong every time, too. That's precise. Yeah. <clears throat> Precisely wrong. No, no there, is, there are 
again, there are problems. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you and say there aren't problems with the episode, but yeah. I really enjoyed it. I you know, it Good. makes me that I that will be the thing that makes me bump it up one point in my rating, Bob. I'm I'm going into my notes right now. <laughs> in the fact that you found Funny. joy, I I'm gonna bump it up. You so. should really reach out to the people involved in the production of this episode and tell them that you enjoyed it. Cause I think it would make their days. I really did. Like I, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was, I'm not going to say it was great because that's a really strong word, but this is the best episode of Voyager I've seen in some time. I would say if you reach out to Brandon Braga, he would appreciate it since he kind of got all the hate uh, back in the day for this one. I think, you know what? I will. You're like, yo, Brandon. I'm gonna tweet at him right now. Does he have a Twitter machine? I who knows. But this was what is it? This teleplay was by Kenneth Byler. Story was by Arnold Rudnick and Rich Hosick. It was directed by Kim Friedman. <clears throat> I really, like I said, I really enjoyed this episode, and and I, I want to hate Voyager as much as everybody else does, but I just I liked it. I don't want to hate it. Like it's me not, neither. It's not giving me a chance to like it. Yeah, I understand. What's the sentence? Oh yeah, prognosticators speculated for months leading up to the episode's first broadcast. Some suggestions were that the installment was incomprehensible. Was an incomprehensible script by supervising producer Brandon Braga that the episode had been entirely rewritten by executive producer Michael Piller and that director Kim Friedman had been unable to understand the story and that large portions of the episode had to be rewritten and reshot. As a result, the episode ended up with a notorious reputation. You know, I mean, again... I think it's victim to the fact that it aired out of order. This is like uh, the Discovery rumors. Like how how you felt about Discovery before even the first episode came out. Like. Oh, it's all they had to do reshoots. They blah 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 blah, and it's like you can't have this much background shit going on without it being shit. Yeah, yeah. turns out, yeah, you can. It's pretty fucking good. The I first really season, not as good I, as second. But I, yeah. I, I, I didn't think the the first season was better than the. I don't know. Um, for Discovery, I enjoyed the first season. I liked the second season more. I thought the third season was the best one. Second season was my favorite, but that's because of Pike. Yeah, uh, granted, I thought the screaming kid thing was kind of goofy. I don't remember what you're talking about. The of season three of Discovery, like the screaming Kelpian kid who could to destroy oh, all the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was kind of goofy. Yeah. But I, overall, and I know it's hard to say that I really enjoyed a season when the payoff is some screaming Kelpian. Yeah. Because that's what it all leads to. But I'm glad it was like, and I think they did a good job explaining it. Like it, all the dilithium from the cyst from the system kind of fucked up his DNA, so he could react with it and to it. I thought that was yeah. fine, and it gave, and I thought it was cool because it finally gave um, Saru something to do. Yeah, we get to see Saru without his makeup. Yeah, like Saru did. Everybody had their part to play. Except Saru, I always feel like Saru's on the out, but now he had a th- he had a role in it as well. Besides just walking weird. Yeah, besides with his George Jefferson arms. <laughs> but then, you know, I had to take Weezy? Those points because it was a uh, holodeck episode, so it lost a point. So what did you give this episode, Ben? What did you give this episode of Voyager 
whatever it's called. I well, originally, Twisted. I, originally, I gave it a two. Damn, son. But because of your enthusiasm, I took it up to a three. Okay. You countered the Neelix effect. So I think I'm going to now have a Bob enthusiasm effect. That's not going to happen for every episode. I know, I know. But if, if you are that, if it's like the 10th man rule, if everybody in the room is against something, I have to be for it just so we all think things through. I think if you are in that 10th man category where you're the only person on the show who's talking about how great it was, oh, I love this, I love that, and you find the positive, then I have to take a moment and reflect and say, why did I hate it so much and why didn't I see these positives? So, um, I really did not enjoy this episode. And I didn't know any That's of the back- I didn't know any of the background beforehand about it being the most hated. So when I read that, I was like, well, that tracks. So, oh, this isn't half as terrible as the other one that we hated so much. Yeah. Jenny's one episode. Yeah. But point yeah, I five. A point five. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, she wanted to go less than one. I I give this though a uh, three. I'm gonna give it. Do you want to wait and see what Dennis gives it? No, no, no. Because I'm gonna. You know mind. what? I'm gonna give it a seven. Oof. Wow. I'm going as high as seven because there's not going to be a lot of sevens on Voyager. And if I can walk away from an episode going, you know what? I really like that. Like, I thought it was good. If I can find enjoyable and positive things to walk away from. Granted, Neelix was complete shit. Like, I I was frustrated completely by Neelix. But there were little fun gems in the episode. I really liked the Doctor's reaction to Pepe Le Pew. I thought he was great in the episode. Uh, And then I'm tweeting to Brandon uh, Braga right now. Uh, In all seriousness, I really enjoyed the Voyager episode, Twisted. It showed some real character development slash conflict. And I loved that the crew couldn't solve the problem. I really, really like that. Like he's sitting at home, he's got the bottle of vodka, and he's just been sitting. The, out. I like just pick, just a shit day. Like, he's got, he's got the revolver with one bullet in it, and he's just spinning <laughs> the chamber. And but then he hears his phone go tweet tweet tweet. He picks up his phone, he looks at it, and he sees your tweet and goes, "Huh." Yeah, he hasn't tweeted in a hot minute, but you know what? And then I'm, he has another drink. You know what? I'm putting it out there, man. I really liked it. He probably has a filter on his notifications for if somebody writes, I really enjoyed the Voyager episode, then he allows that notification to come through. He's like, that's got to be bullshit. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> enjoys that I show. See this. I did, man. I, 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 I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to give it a, a, you know what? I'm going to give it a strong seven. Oof. Because who knows where I'll be in the next, who knows where we'll be in I can hate the next seven of them. the next episode's a Neelix episode based yep. on what I see on this. But Dennis, the next the next episode being a Neelix episode, it was specifically uh, made by uh, Michael Pillar. Yeah, I know because he he felt it was this episode that we watched just now was so bad that he needed to do damage control so that uh, he could salvage the character of Neelix. Like, has he not been watching the rest of the series? Neelix is the worst fucking character. Yes, like that. Lat this lat this episode has not damaged his reputation at all. Like he is, I'm just—he is I'm, clearly the, the most annoying character on this show ever. 
He's the most annoying character in Star Trek. So what'd you give it, Dennis? Uh, kind of like you, Ben, I, I had to reconsider it, not because of what Bob said, but actually, as I was, before we recorded, I was thinking about what I was going to give this episode. And like my instinct, because I'm not sure if I really don't like these episodes or if because they keep bringing back these same space anomaly like the same plot lines and inciting incidents and stuff like that it's yeah. i'm just over it and so i just instinctively want to give it a really low score <laughs> so but i kind of thought about it. i was like well it wasn't that bad i guess but it was still nice. not enjoyable so i gave it a three <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad i guess i gave it a three I, I almost gave it a two. Yeah, I was, <laughs> then I, I'm kind of in that territory of like, I got to save my twos and ones. Do you though? Oh yeah. So There's a limited supply. I'm feeling that way because if they keep rolling up these same stupid ass space anomalies and without like, you know, if they explained, okay, we're going to run into some shit because we're trying to avoid civilization out here. We don't want to get involved in any conflicts or anything with people out here you know first first contact rules and everything well they already blew that one i mean it's just thanks. best if we avoid everything and that's why they're kind of going through the boonies of the delta quadrant and like running into all kinds of stuff that people normally avoid then i would buy that but there, there's no explanation of it it's just like all this wild shit's happening in the delta quadrant that you never see anywhere else yeah in the galaxy it doesn't make any sense yeah no, it does. You're right about that. Like, why why are all the anomalies hanging out in the Delta Quadrant? Like, why is the Delta Quadrant just anomaly after anomaly after yeah. anomaly after anomaly? Yeah. Like, if they're trying to avoid the Kazon, okay, tell us that then. Yeah. Like, okay, we're going to go through this weird and shitty place. I, th I, I would think there'd be more Class M planets. There'd be more spacefaring races. There'd be more... You know, they would encounter a lot more people and things. Like, so far, who have we encountered, really? There hasn't really been a lot of, like, aliens of any real note or... And that's kind of Star Trek to me, is, like, how the their society and their, you know, principles go up against these alien cultures that they meet. And, yeah. you know... Every week we're meeting space anomalies. Yeah. And yeah. What are you going to do with space anomaly? fucking reroute the war power and try and get around it or whatever well i mean we had the aliens with their their stargates or whatever that instantly teleport you know to these different places and yeah. whatnot so you know we had that but i don't know was that <laughs> i'm like who i'm trying to think who else have we met the 37s that are less advanced than than earth okay like everybody else has been the uh, the Kazon and the um, the the disease, people. yeah, yeah. How were the are the phage? I guess the most advanced race that we've met so far. The Probably Vidians, Vidians, right? Yeah, the Vidians, yeah. yeah. But then we did meet the other race, like the one people who they fucked up their whole planet by Harry Kim ruined that with first contact. And we don't know, though, their level of technology yeah. now. We don't know if they're even in this galaxy. It could be another dimension. And then we do have the race dimension. where Tom Paris ends up banging that lady's wife. Yeah. Like, yeah, so that's correct. what? That's four? Yeah. And we had the Burger King planet, but they were just humans. 
well they had close uh, a close level of 20th century-ish yeah power so and they really i mean they didn't intentionally meet those like they it was an abandoned planet yeah when they got there because everybody was dead yeah Yeah. so that was a time travel episode so they actually had to go back in the past to meet the dead people hey at least they didn't do time travel in this episode i guess right not really that's good yeah, I don't, well, I, I mean, get... it did feel like time slowed down. <laughs> oh, that's different. Yeah, that's different, Ben. Okay, but um, but yeah, I again, I, sorry guys, I'm sorry that I enjoyed it more than you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Me too. I was pleasantly surprised. Like I was really, really happy watching this episode, and I can't remember. Like this was the best episode I've seen probably since the 37s. Oh wow. So, well, there you go, everybody. That's the episode. Thank you for joining us for episode 401 of Dork Trek. It's pretty impressive. And pretty I think it's, I, yeah. I think a lot of shows would have, would have hit 400 and just inwardly collapsed on themselves. And uh, not us. Not us. We made not it. Not us. Looks like we made it. Here's the 402. Here's to 403 and many voyages after that. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more stuff. Please feel free to like and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Uh, I don't even know if they call it Apple Podcasts now. I don't even think it's called iTunes anymore. It's called Apple Podcasts. That's how long we've been doing it. They renamed the, 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 the platform. So please rate us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and we'll be back next week with more Star Trek Voyager. Hey, Dennis. What's up? How's my soy latte coming, bruh? <laughs>